Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Do you feel like you are confident as an adult, but then all of a sudden anxiety hits and that insecurity sets in? I have seen very smart and capable and successful people start to go downhill because of their anxiety. And when I say go downhill, that doesn't mean they fall off the face of the planet or they stop going to work or functioning with their children. But little by little, what happens is the anxiety starts to creep in and it starts to take over and it says lies and those lies take root and it makes confidence decrease and there's less joy and hope. Anxiety starts to win. They do less things, take less chances, and maybe even start to develop depression because that confidence has decreased. The hope has decreased. They don't believe in themselves as much. Has this happened to you? I feel like there's many people where this this is happening to right now. And honestly, it is not at all what God wants. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. You are meant to live with a sound mind, full of God's power and love. You are to be so full of the Holy Spirit's in the presence of God that everywhere that you go, God leaks out and gets onto others. People are to be transformed by being around you because you're so full of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 4, 6-7 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Last week's episode on Monday was about healing missing links from childhood. It's actually why I'm doing this episode, because one of the missing links that we have is anxiety that shows up because parents unintentionally oftentimes didn't explain things when we were children, and this causes a lot of insecurities. We are not confident. When they explain things, we then gain confidence, even if we don't understand. And on Thursday, I had in the powerful pastors, Troy and Leanna Brewer, the title of the episode was Living in Supernatural Sanity. It was funny, it was entertaining, but most importantly, it was healing. They really bring you to the heart of Jesus. Troy and Leanna run the Open Door Church out of Burlington, Texas, and Spark International. Troy has written many books. One is on the power of numbers. If you are into numbers, it's a really, really good book. Also one called Redeeming Your Timeline, and many other things which really bring the natural to be supernatural. He teaches on things that New Age has really actually stolen, and he connects it to what the Bible says. They do a lot of work of saving boys and girls from sex trafficking. It's a very eye-opening episode to hear. Most importantly, they are the real deal. They started small and they're real people living their life as a married couple who work together in a church and in ministry. Make sure to go back and check out the episode. It's a really great segue to today to really increase more confidence in who you are and live in that supernatural sanity. So let's pray. 
Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. Come and be with the listeners. We thank you for the cross, Jesus. We thank you that you died and you shed your blood for us so that we can live free because of what you did. Help us to heal our souls. Help us to pull out any lies from the enemy that is keeping us anxious and insecure. Help us to walk in the confidence that you designed us to walk in. Bring your peace, your love, your wisdom, and your revelation. Help me to speak exactly what the listeners need to hear in this episode. I am your vessel, Lord, surrendered completely to you for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what the world says about anxiety is that you have it. You need to just accept it and you need to learn to deal with it. What the Bible says is to be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. So what do you do when you're feeling anxious? Well, what you do is you hold on to the hope of what the Bible says. So you don't lose what God says. It's a bridge from where you are now to where God will actually get you. And what you do is you have faith that you will get there and then you take the steps to move out of anxiety. So you're going to move out of what you feel. So as you are feeling anxious, you take the steps to what God says to do. This episode will actually help you to bridge that gap into confidence. Experts at the APA, American Psychological Association, define anxiety as an emotion characterized by the feelings of tension, worried thoughts, physical changes like increased blood pressure. And of course, there's feelings around certain life events, which is absolutely normal. But if your worries don't go away, they keep you from enjoying your life, it might be a cause for more anxiety and concern. Okay, so what does, the, what does God say about confidence? In him, through faith, we may be able to approach God with freedom and confidence. It's Ephesians 3 to 12. So that's what he says. We are to go with him, confident and free. You guys, the veil was torn. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There is no distance between us and God. So why aren't we confident? Well, our soul. Our soul wounds get in the way of us not walking in confidence like God intends. All right, so I've talked about anxiety a little bit. I talked about confidence. Now let's kind of bridge them both. And I'm going to give you some tips on what you can actually do. I have five steps that you can take here. You will leave more confident and have less anxiety. And some even no anxiety. I'm going to declare that over you. So the first one is that we need to talk. Okay. One of the biggest things that the enemy likes to do is keep things secret. Shame likes to be kept secret. And so that keeps us small. It keeps God small. That's why when we feel shame, okay, the feelings that we have, we don't want to get that out. We don't want to talk about that because it feels icky. It feels uncomfortable. We don't like feeling shame. Brene Brown, who is a social worker, researcher, and author, defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed or therefore unworthy of love and belonging. So it's something we've experienced, done, or failed that makes us unworthy of connection. However, the Bible says in Romans 8.1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. 
So what I want you to do is I want you to find a trusted person or a journal, okay? Journal is great too. And process, share your unfiltered and messy thoughts, okay? Sometimes when we get it out by talking with somebody else or with journal, what we originally thought will actually change and God will give us revelation that moves us beyond the shame. Um, I'll talk to my best friend sometimes and as I'm talking and the words are coming out, I'm getting revelation of lies that I'm believing that are not true. And so as I'm able to talk about it, I'm able to recognize it's a lie, I'm able to break it, and I'm able to move on from it. All right, so number two is we need to feel our feelings. So what happens sometimes when we start talking about stuff is we're going to start feeling things too. And we might actually go into shame. So even though Romans 8.1 says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, so for walking in the Spirit, are we still going to feel shame? Well, here's why sometimes we might still feel shame. It's because we are human and God is transforming us. He's renewing our mind. So Romans 12, 2 says that we don't conform to the powers of this world, but we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so as our mind is being renewed, we are not 100% there yet because we are not living in glory. Yes, we are. And many people would say, yep, you're in glory. You're completely renewed. And I agree with that. But as we are walking it out, we are still getting healed. Our soul is getting healed, taking away the dead branches. So in that process of renewal, there's still a shame that comes up. And so what we need to do is be able to recognize it. Like I'm feeling shame. I notice that it's showing up. The piece that we have to do as Christians is not run. So we basically need to walk in confidence of "Ah, I'm feeling shame. I'm noticing it. I feel that it's showing up. I don't like it. So we can allow God to prune us, to take away the dead branches, what he talks about in John 15. So we notice these uncomfortable feelings, you know, perhaps shame, perhaps guilt, perhaps jealousy or anger, okay, that's showing up, the anxiety that's around these things. Don't hide it. And here's what you do. You want to just notice it. Just be curious, okay? Just notice So as you slow down and think, gosh, I'm actually feeling this emotion. I'm experiencing this emotion. I don't like it. You might notice your stomach hurts. You might notice your chest hurts. Maybe you feel like crying. Okay, maybe your heart's beating. Just be curious. Just pay attention. Slow down to what's happening in your body. Okay, now I say notice with curiosity. What that means is I don't want you to analyze in your brain. Don't go into your brain. Don't go into thoughts. Just stay curious with what's going on in your body from feeling that emotion. I've even had some people say, I honor the emotion. Just to really sit in it. Say, I honor the anger you have. I honor the anxiety you're feeling. That might sound kind of crazy, but here's what happens. When we do that, we start to actually feel okay. Because the truth is, you are okay. You are all right. What the Bible says is more true than what we feel. But when we feel, it's really hard for us to get out of that place. And so we feel super stuck. And so to be able to actually move through it, we have to press through it and feel it. It's okay to say, I don't like it. That is all right. Okay, so just notice, just be curious, allow yourself to sit in it. Don't push it away. Many times what will happen is the emotion will decrease. We think that if we just push past it, and shove it away, it's gone. But it's not. It will come out. Declaring Bible verses is very powerful, and it's effective. However, 
there's a lot of times a missing step here that doesn't allow God to see us and it doesn't allow us to be seen. So when we feel our feelings and allow God into that, the truth of the Bible manifests more powerfully in our body. The word of God becomes alive in us. So if we don't allow ourselves to feel the anxiety, feel the emotion, the Bible verse will have a hard time getting into us. God will have a hard time getting in there because the shame puts up a wall and we don't let God in, but we have to let him in. Okay. We might think we're good. We got this. And what we do is we actually put distance between us and God. When we're feeling our feelings and we allow God in, we then gain confidence in the revelation of who we truly are as sons and daughters of Christ. And we feel confidence in, I just like showed all the shame to him and he still loves me. It's not that big of a deal. I've literally seen that happen in sessions where people are like, oh, and the anxiety just decreases and goes away because God gives them revelation of his love for them. All right. So number three is that after we notice the emotions and we allow God to come in from that anxiety, perhaps there might be a thought or a lie that's showing up. Okay. I want you to just notice it. Is it a lie? Okay. Some examples of lies. I'm not capable. I'm not worthy. I'm not loved. I need to do things to gain approval or love. I will never be confident. I'm not capable. I'm not important. What we do when we recognize it, we just simply break it. Okay. There's many different ways that we can do this. But one way we can say we break it, we renounce it. There's a lot of different things you can do. So we say, I break the lie in the name of Jesus. And then we declare the truth. So I am capable. I am worthy. I'm loved. I don't need to do anything to gain approval or to be loved. I am loved because Jesus died for me. I am confident. Okay. Some other things to help dig a little to the root to help out where that anxiety is, is ask the Holy Spirit, where did you first learn to feel that way? Where did it start? Where's the root? And then when you are able to identify that, invite Jesus into the moment and have him reveal where he was then. Identify any lies that you're believing, break them, and then declare the truth. Then allow God to then comfort you to see the truth over your situation. All right, so we talk about some lies. We've talked about some root memories. What else can impact anxiety? Well, did any of you ever experience your parents say, I told you so, or some other answer that's basically bypassing you to kind of get you out of their way? Again, it's unintentional, but what this does is it causes anxiety for us. So now as adults, we don't know why we're feeling anxiety, but there's a little kid inside of us that never was able to understand things. There's this kind of lack of, I don't know, this lack of understanding because as a child, you didn't feel valued enough to actually get an explanation. There's a root lie that can come from this, okay? So there could be you aren't capable, you aren't smart, you aren't important, you are meant to not know the truth, okay? There's many more. So just ask God, what lie am I believing? And then what we need to do is we need to forgive our parents for not explaining things to us or whatever it is that you need to explain them, okay? It might not, might not be that, but just identify what it is. Just say, I forgive my parents for this. They could have had very good intentions and have been amazingly loving parents. But unfortunately, these little choices that they have actually makes us anxious and insecure. 
we wonder why. You know, we just think, we accept that there's something wrong with us. And then we don't have confidence to make decisions because when you were curious and you were asking things, your parents just shot you down and didn't give you an answer. All right. So as you say, I forgive my parents. Then I want you to do is say, I renounce the lie that this caused me to see God the same way. We connect how we see God from how we see our earthly parents. So we need to heal the soul wounds and the root that keeps us anxious and away from God so we can gain closeness and confidence with him. So now what I want you to do is say, God, what is the truth? And then wait for an answer. And so let me just stop here and say that if you are a parent, I want you to explain things to your children. Always. Okay. You don't have to go into deep detail with things, but I want you to explain things at a developmental level that is appropriate for them at that time. But give them some sort of explanation. You will raise more confident kids as you do this. My podcast episode last week really went into this. I literally walked through being a parent to you and talked to you like I'm your mom or I'm your dad. And I go through different scenarios. I speak to how it could be. I mean, think about it. Let's say your parents are planning to move. All right, this is a big deal. I'm sure they're having all sorts of conversations behind closed doors or on their own that you're not really paying attention because hopefully you're a kid and you're just playing, okay? You really shouldn't be worried about adult things anyways. But let's say they keep moving forward with all these big steps and choices. You're not informed of any of them. Then one day they say, okay, time to move. The moving truck is out here. Let's pack everything up. And in that moment, boom, anxiety raises, your stomach hurts, you feel fear, you feel panic because you love your home and your bed and your backyard and everything you've ever known. Why would you move? You don't want to move. You have no time to think, no time to process, no time to prepare or even think about it. They just told you. So what do you do? You cope? By stuffing, screaming, denying, projecting, dissociating, whatever you do. I mean, you're a kid, so your brain just responds. What this does, though, is it causes high anxiety and decreased confidence. You start to trust the world less. Okay, now let's take abuse. Let's say people you love are hurting you and telling you as they're hurting you that it's because it's your fault. You caused it. Or maybe it's spiritual abuse and they say God told them to do it because you need to repent so you can be forgiven and they have to punish you. So they have to do this so that you can learn. Go back and listen to Troy and Leanna's episode from last week where you can hear their story and where they talk about some abuse and children that Leanna took in. So as you experience abuse, You once trusted the adults in your life and you love them. Now you're confused, you're traumatized. You don't understand that you are even traumatized. You just want familiarity, but you don't get it. You get taken out of your home and then you get put into foster care with people you don't know and people you don't like. So now you really don't trust anyone. Now anxiety is a normal daily thing, but you literally have no idea that it's anxiety. You have no idea what will come next. You just know Anxiety, because it's all you've experienced, because there's been so unknown. So now you misbehave because you don't trust anyone and you're in this place of anxiety. No one is safe. You maybe get labeled a bad kid or a bad person. And this is a huge root 
for insecurities and lack of confidence. Because as these lies are building, you start to believe that it's true. But the abuse happened because of parents that were neglected or abused themselves and weren't really ready to parent or had their own issues that weren't healed. Again, there's many different reasons why this happens, but a lot of times there's family history, there's things that have caused this. And again, people are doing the best they can with what they have, but if you're hurt and abused and you're not getting that healed, it's going to cause trauma for children. So maybe you didn't experience extreme abuse or going to foster care, but you saw many things that your little brain didn't understand that that disconnection between what you thought and what actually was was causing worry and anxiety for you. You started to see the world a little uneasy and you were less confident. So the fourth thing is that I want you to do is just take a step back and just look at your life. Do you like your schedule? Do you like your job? Do you feel like you have good balance for work and for rest? Do you have good devotion time and spend a good amount of time with God every day in prayer and worship? If there are things that you can change, change them. If you can't, Ask God to give you the grace to accept it and love it. Maybe ask someone else to look and identify something that you could do differently. Sometimes a tweak and a change in a schedule is all that you need. Maybe you could work from home one day and that's it. Or maybe you say no to that out-of-town tournament in the middle of the summer. And then the fifth thing that we can do to decrease anxiety and increase confidence is recognize control. If someone is controlling, if you are controlling you have a struggle with anxiety. Most people actually struggle with this, okay? I myself included. I'm not saying that I'm not at all, but we all feel better when we know what's happening, when we know how to control something. But if we do that, we're not trusting God. So what you can do here is see the things that you're worrying about and see them going to Jesus and going to the cross. Whatever you can visualize, Okay, I want you to see your struggles, see your concerns, see your worries going to the cross. Just you can even do it right now. So this will be your work, your stressors, your family, everything that you are dealing with. See it going to Jesus, see it going to the cross and wait until it's gone. And once it's gone, then repent for holding on to it and not trusting God. And then ask God to fill you up with his truth, his presence. So God, we thank you for this episode today. We thank you for the revelation of how anxiety and insecurities are related. We thank you that your desire and your purpose for us is to experience the peace that surpasses all understanding and to be confident in who we are as a son or daughter of you. That we can pray for peace and you will listen to us, but that you need to come and heal some missing pieces We thank you that we're your precious children and you love us. That you accept us no matter what, whether we're anxious or whether we're not. Thank you for meeting us in the mass. I pray for each one of you listeners to unlock what we talked about today. I pray, God, that you help the listeners to talk, to not hide the shame, to share and get it out. I pray that they can feel their feelings and not push it away. I pray they can find the lies, break them, and declare the truth. And I pray that if they need professional help, that you help them to find the exact person, the right counselor, that has an opening that works for their schedule. 
I pray, God, that you help the listeners to see anything that they could adjust or change in their life and their schedule. Make it clear what they can and what they cannot do. But most importantly, God, help us to give you control and trust you. So I want to prophesy over you right now. I declare Isaiah 40, 31 over you. That you hope in the Lord and your strength is being renewed. That you are soaring on wings like eagles. That you will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not be faint. You are confident. You are a daughter. You are a son. You are a part of a confident and peaceful family in the kingdom of God. You know who you are and you know whose you are. You are loved, you are enough. You are doing more than you ever could imagine. You are capable. God's grace is all over you to improve all of your relationships and bring you even more amazing men and women of God. You are a leader. We thank you, Jesus, for your presence in this episode and the transformation that you are providing for each one of the listeners to increase with their confidence, to get rid of all anxiety, to be peaceful and renewed in their mind. We thank you, God, for helping them to be more like you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.